Welcome to part two of our episode on animal attacks. You can go back and listen to part one if you haven't already. Uh, now I'll pass it over to Morgan. Lachlan, now you've chosen an alien as your next animal. Can you tell us about this extraterrestrial named the octopus? Okay, so <laughs> I, I'm going to talk about uh, cephalopods, which is octopus and squid. Um, oh, he's so double, d- double dipping. This is my fucking nightmare. <laughs> Octopus and squid are the absolute most horrifying creatures in all of God's creation. They have too many, too dexterous, too strong arms covered in a disgusting amount of suction cups. They have razor-sharp beaks. They can change their color, their shape, and their texture. They're masters of disguise and camouflage. They have three hearts and blue blood. They're venomous. They have built-in smoke bomb escape mechanism. They're as fast as a great white shark. They can grow to terrifying sizes. They're aggressive. They're exceptionally intelligent. They have a separate brain in each tentacle. They cannot be held captive. These abominations (laughs) even evolve via a different process to literally every other living organism on this planet. They are grotesque alien horror made real. So let's talk about some attacks. Uh, <laughs> reading about these yesterday, I had nightmares last night. <laughs> In 2016, expert diver Scott Castle was attacked by a school of Humboldt squids because they oh, hunt in schools. Oh uh, my god, that's often, often up to like 120, 150 of them. Uh, <laughs> while while he was filming for Animal Planet, they dislocated his shoulder, broke his wrist in five places. And dragged him downwards fast enough to rupture his eardrums. Holy uh, fuck! It's just lucky that he was so experienced diving because he was able to like escape and basically got dragged back onto the boat. When he looked back into the water, they were still trying to get at him. Like they were at the surface trying to reach for him. Oh, <laughs> oh that is disgusting. Last year, in a rare yet terrifying example of interspecies collusion. A seal and octopus teamed up to attack a kayaker. The seal launched from the water next to the kayak and slapped Kyle Mullander in the face with the octopus, who then suctioned onto the bottom of the kayak until pried off with a paddle. I've seen that video. And yeah, there's a video of it. It is, it is as terrifying as it is hilarious. You just go for a nice little ride in your kayak, and then all yeah. of a sudden there's an octopus yeah, in your face. Yeah, they were looking, they were looking at the seals, and past. one just popped out of the water and slapped him in the face with an octopus. <laughs> oh, please, I need to see that as well. That's fucking amazing. Uh, so, these are just a couple of exceptional examples. Uh, there are octopus and squid attacks throughout all of recorded history. Pliny the Elder wrote about octopus attacks in Naturalis Historia in 79 AD. And every attack goes the same way. They grab everything. They latch onto everything they can. They go for the face. They go for the hands. If you've got scuba gear, they'll pull out the respirator and take your goggles. They bind and they constrict and they wrap until you drown. Wow. And then they start at you with the beak. The beak has venom. (laughs) They, it's like a bird's beak, it's, but it's yeah, out of place yeah. there. Why it's is it right there? in the middle of their tentacles, and they have web oh. inside their tentacles. If The big enough ones can literally like encapsulate right, an yeah. entire adult person. Oh, um, God. 
So to survive an octopus or squid attack, it's basically the opposite of what I told you with gorillas. You want to pull away quickly. You want to keep moving. Uh, you want to continuously peel the arms and like the suckers off yourself. Um, mm. And you want to swim towards the surface because they in, have an intense hatred for oxygen. Once you break the surface, they'll probably let go of you. Um, oh, my God. But you, the most important thing is you've got to keep pulling the arms off you because if it pins your arms to your body, you are fucking dead. There's no, once, wow. once it's got your arms, there's nothing you can do because they are so strong. Yeah. Like, you just... Yeah, well, their tentacles are just all muscle, aren't they? Yeah, they're all muscle, and they have these really strong suckers. And, you know, they've got eight arms, eight or ten arms. You've only got two. So once they (laughs) pin your two arms, they've still got six other arms that they can fucking, like, maul your face with. Fuck yeah. Well, they only need to get the respirator off as well, which, I mean, they obviously don't have a concept of respirator, but... They know. They they are very, very intelligent animals. They're actually... They're in the top ten most intelligent animals. Um, They're up there with, I think, crows, which are very smart birds. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they know... What like if if especially if they see you trying to protect something, that's what they'll go for. Oh, uh, like if you try and keep it in your mouth, they'll they'll go for it more. If you uh, go for if you happen to have a knife and they see you trying to get it, they'll go for it as well. Can you imagine that? An octopus it. with a fucking Whoa. knife. <laughs> <laughs> well, Can you imagine knives? an octopus with eight knives? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh. just a quick shout out uh, to my new hero, Dylan Mayer who in 2012 dove 26 metres below the surface of Puget Sound in Seattle with nothing but his scuba gear and his bare hands, found a giant Pacific octopus and provoked it until it attacked him. (laughs) 45 minutes later, Dylan emerged from the water, dragging his 9-foot, 40-kilogram kill behind him. Why did he do it? Aren't they, like, endangered or something? (laughs) Why did he do it? He wanted calamari. What? Not even kidding. He spent months training. He went in his parents' pool twice a week for months and had friends and family, like, try and drown him. Like, wrap wrap their arms around him, pull his mask and his goggles and shit out. Specifically, for the sole purpose of diving down into Cove 2 in Puget Sound, finding, wrestling, killing, and eating an octopus. Holy is that, fucking is that shit. More impressive than climbing Mount Everest, do you think? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think so. Hands down. Yeah, for sure. Everest, like Everest isn't actively trying to kill you. Yeah. But he wow. wrestled it to death with his bare hands. Like he surfaced in the water and people saw him. He was like punching the octopus in the head. <laughs> what? <laughs> this guy's a badass. I love it. Oh, no. So he didn't take like a knife or anything. No, he just no it was punched- legitimately just his bare hands. Because wow. in, in Seattle, in Washington, it is illegal to use anything that punctures the octopus. So you can't yeah. use like a spear gun or, or like, or like fishing a fishing rod hook or, hooks or, yeah. or, or, or knives it. or anything like that. Yeah. You can either catch it in a net, which good luck catching an octopus in a net, or you can wrestle <laughs> and beat it to death. Oh, <laughs> Hang on a second. Oh, um, no, the giant, the giant I, Pacific octopus isn't endangered. They're actually... Oh, I thought it was. No, they're a common eating octopus. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, my bad. Oh, Very my expensive God, that... because of how you have to catch them. That is fucking mental. Yeah, I only <laughs> found what, out... What's his name it, again? Uh, Dylan Mayer. 
I'm going to look this up. Is this there video episode is dedicated there isn't, to There that. isn't video. I found an interview uh, uh, with him, but there's no yeah. video of the actual... I'll uh, watch the interview with him. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I wish they had have videoed it because he had someone <laughs> there with him. Uh, yeah. who didn't do a fucking thing. They were just waiting out by his truck. They just threw it in the back of his ute and drove off. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a that's the thing, though, is, like, what's he going to do? Old mate's underwater. Like, he, he can't help him. Well, he could have gone him, down there and he's going tackled four mono arms, mono with the fucking... Now, he hadn't trained for months. He wasn't going to get in the <laughs> ring with this thing. Jesus. <laughs> Hand to tentacle combat. The oh, funny no, thing is... Mono and mono. He actually said in the interview I saw... Um, yeah. When he first spotted it, he thought it was about six feet. So, you know, he thought about the same size as him. Uh, yeah. When it sort of unfurled itself, it was nine feet long. Oh, Holy God. fuck. Mm. That's terrifying. Yep, and he did it on purpose. All right, this episode is dedicated to uh, Dylan Mayer, who is now uh. all of our heroes. <laughs> all right, um, I'm going to tell you all about sharks. So, Please. there are only really three shark species that are known to kill people. That's your great white, your tiger shark, and your bull shark. Those are the only three with more than 10 confirmed kills. Then you've got requiems, blue sharks, oceanic white tips. And I'll tell you a bit more about them later and a few others. Now, sharks will usually have a cheeky bite of a fella before deciding if you want to eat the whole <laughs> dude. But usually, because usually they aren't 100% sure that they have found dinner. They're like, oh, it looks like a seal. But not really, so maybe I'll just have a taste check. Um, either that or they just mistake you for something else and we'll have a full chomp down and go, oh, shit, that's not good, and then just hightail it out of there. So it's pretty rare that a shark will attack a person and then continue attacking them with the intent the intent of killing and eating them, but it does happen occasionally. Now, uh, great white sharks especially, because they're the king of the sea, that you know they ain't afraid of anything, so they'll just go around biting shit just to test it out. They don't have to worry about the, the thing biting the back. So they'll just make, fucking take a chomp out of anything, and um, you know a test a test bite for a great white um, can be fatal because of how huge they are mm-hmm. and their raw power. <laughs> so just it, a great white doesn't have to intend to kill you to kill you. It can just be like, yeah, I'll, I'll check out this chomp chomp, dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chomp chomp, motherfucker. So um, yeah, sharks sharks are terrifying. I respect the creatures a lot, but they're mm. fucking. Terrifying, especially great whites. Uh, plenty of movies about sharks exploring uh, the terrifying, uh, you know, event of a shark attack. Yeah. So, uh, what do you guys think about sharks? Oh. They're scary. They're very yeah. scary. I, I think we've had this conversation before, Morgs. Would we get in a shark cage and get in the water with it? Not a fucking Fuck. chance. No. I would go. I would go in a cage and go shark diving. Oh, see great white. Oh, oh! I would sit on the boat and watch it from above the water, and then hope to God that nothing happened. That's uh, <laughs> like, well, you it, wouldn't want to decided- do that in South Africa, Brad, because in South Africa, the sh- the sharks, the great white sharks off the coast of South Africa, are known to leap out of the yeah, water. Yeah, and oh, South Australia, mate. So they could just jump into your boat, Brad. That's South Australia <laughs> as well. Yeah, I know. It's happened a couple of times that a great white has jumped onto a, a boat. It actually yeah. has happened. I think it happened twice. Fuck. That yeah, but it's also happened that people they busted through the cage with people in it. <laughs> yeah, that's true, Max. Yeah. You know which one I'd rather be on the boat. <laughs> I saw I saw a video where the shark got caught like above the cage. Yeah, and, and broke the cage. Oh, they almost God. like fell into the cage because uh. they were like on top of it for a bit. Um, but yeah, they're yeah. they're horrifying 
animals and they're just they're just beastly and i think the the thing that's like especially terrifying about them is that every human being no matter how experienced you are in the water we're completely uncoordinated in the water compared Mm -hmm. to a shark like all our movements are slow it's not natural it's like a little awkward and you know we just we just can't do anything if a shark if a great white locks onto you they're just like I'm going to fuck you up. There's nothing, there's just nothing you can do about it. You just got to hope. Unless you're Mick Fanning. Well, that's the thing with Mick Fanning. Like, <laughs> Mick Fanning, for those who don't know, is a, um Australian surfer and he was competing in an event in South Africa when a great white shark attacked him while he was waiting for a wave to come up. And you can yeah. actually, there's actually video footage of this. This happened live on television. And then a wave came over, uh, you know, a wave came in front and the camera was the view of Mick Fanning and the shark was obscured by the wave. So there was like a good like eight seconds where you couldn't see what was happening. So you were like, "Is yeah. he dead? Is he dead?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> is, like when this wave clears, are we going to see, you know, Blood. Uh, half a person or you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but he the the shark got tangled up in his equipment, so it wasn't actually trying to attack him. Apparently, he got tangled up in his equipment, and then it freaked out. And uh, as it was swimming past him, he punched it in the back. <laughs> and um, because it got tangled up in his equipment, it like broke off his the thing that attaches your leg to the actual surfboard. So then he was free of his surfboard, and he just started swimming towards um, the shore. And then he like, t- and then he all of a sudden he stopped swimming and he turned around. And then in the interview that he gave afterwards, he said that he was swimming towards land, and he was like, "Wait a minute, there's no fucking way I can outrun this shark. I have to turn around and face it. If it comes back at me, I can at least see it and try to." You know, hit it again Jesus or something like that. Or mitigate so damage he, or something. He like. had the presence of mind to go like, this is not my domain. If it wants to eat me, you know, I'm fine. Yeah. So, i got to at least turn around and try to punch it oh. or push it or something like that. He was like, I'm not outrunning this motherfucker. That, that, some of the videos you see as well of like abalone divers and shit, like with their GoPros, and they'll be like, oh, oh or like on the reef or something, like pop, pop an abalone, which are like a mollusk for people who don't know, like they grow on reefs and stuff like that. And they'll be doing that, and they're often there's often great whites around that because of the temperate water that they need to grow abalone. Mm. And you'll just like there's GoPro attacks where like these sharks, you just they're just guys popping things off with a knife like off their thing, turns around and it's just a great white hammering at him underwater. It's like that's when you just die. Like that's when <laughs> you're done. You're in their thing. You're underwater. Like there's no deal. And they. There's, like, uh, one I saw as well where the guy's, like, swimming up and the shark's following him up and he's, like, stabbing at it with a spear gun because most of them take a gun to protect mm. themselves. And it chases him all the way to the surface and he keeps, like, fending it off. And I'm like, that... Yeah. I just yeah. give up that and die. That was fucking like, crazy, that video. Oh. Uh, I just give up and die. Like, I, I'd be yeah. so fucking terrified. I think the thing that's most terrifying about all of these videos that you're talking about when there's, like, someone's got a camera underwater and then a shark is either just swimming past or swimming at them... The most yeah. terrifying thing about it is, like, no matter where you are in the water, it's never that clear that you can see very far. So, it's yeah. like, the shark just comes out of the, like, the mist out of the murky water. And, like, by the time you see it, it's like, there is literally nothing I can do. Like, it's on top yeah, of Except you. this guy who had the, the spear, obviously. Yeah. You could just, like, fucking punch it in the face with the spear. That was pretty awesome. But, yeah, yeah you just... But even then, that's luck if he lands on it, doesn't it? You know? Yeah. It, it would just be like yeah. crossing a highway blind and just hoping... A truck doesn't yeah. just fucking smash straight into because uh. with, with with these sharks, like you could be you could be like ten meters away from a great white shark and not know it, and then all of a sudden it's just right in front of you. Like that's yeah. yeah I saw a video where uh. there's a scuba diver, and it must have been in teams because someone else is filming, 
and he just lifts his head up and this great white shark's nose just bumps him on the head as it's swimming past. Oh. oh yeah, I've seen that actually. Oh, that, I've seen that. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I got like shivers. Oh. Its nose hits him, which means if the shark at that time when it was swimming past was like, "I'll just take a bite of this," it would have taken a bite of his fucking head. Yeah, it would have taken yeah. his whole head easily. <laughs> yeah. uh, decapitated that motherfucker. Now, one of the I most could... famous, um, one of the most famous shark attacks was the USS Indianapolis, which is a. Um, American naval ship in World War Two, and that went down in July of 1945, right near the end of the war. So, yeah. the Japanese torpedoed this American ship on its way from Guam to the Philippines, and there were 1,200 men on board. About 300 men died when the ship went down, and 900 were left adrift in the sea. And of those 900, only 316 people survived. Sorry. So, the the men that died, died from exposure, dehydration, and shark attacks. So, the guys were just floating there for a couple of days. There was no way to protect themselves from the sharks who found them. It was was believed that most of the sharks were oceanic white tips and maybe some tiger sharks as well. So, when I said before that oceanic white tips aren't in the category of 10 plus confirmed kills, you know, they got a lot of people on this as just not being... (laughs) confirmed so there were just guys floating around and the sharks are just like oh yeah it's just free food and they, it's free real estate uh, a lot of people died from dehydration and like um exposure and then were taken away by sharks but a lot of people were just jacked by sharks as well like it would be <laughs> yeah. sorry terrifying. imagine dying from dehydration in the ocean <laughs> <laughs> that's cruel that's um, cruel uh, but yeah this is this is legitimately yeah at, that, the nightmare. USS Indianapolis is like fucking nightmare fuel. Because yeah. like a dude next to you is getting jacked by a shark and he's thrashing around, which is bringing more sharks. And you're right there. Yeah. Like, just and, that, and cool. that's what they say is just, you, you've got to try and play it cool, but you, they can't get out of the water. People don't understand. They, they were like um, hanging on the side of like these almost like inflatable rings, like and bits of fucking yeah the whole shit. the whole ship went down there was just a bit of debris yeah. but there wasn't anything yeah. to climb on so like they weren't yeah they weren't like able to get their bodies out of the water they were like half in the water half holding on to stuff so their legs and you know presumably up to about you know their, their stomach or their chest there is underwater and like i've heard stories like dudes are you know talking to someone um wake up in the morning after just floating there all night and they go to talk to the guy again and like his lower half was he just dead Oh, yeah, jeez. Yeah, like like he just got jacked next to him, and they didn't even know. And the guy either you know he died or whatever. He was just quiet, and he didn't realize. Goes to talk to him again. It's just no lower half. Yeah, like that's fucked. <laughs> yeah. Now one of the greatest movies of all time, Jaws, has a scene in it where the guy who has been um, uh, paid to come and kill Jaws for them, he is telling these people on the ship about uh, the USS Indianapolis, and he's telling this terrifying story. Now, I've seen Jaws plenty of times. My dad let me watch it when I was way too young to watch it, and we watched <laughs> it a bunch of times together because my dad loves that movie. And I remember... It's a great movie. Always watching this movie, and every time that scene came on, I was like, oh, God, it's that boring scene where he talks for like five minutes. But now when I watch it, that's like the most captivating scene apart from the you know, obvious shark attacks. But that story that he tells on the boat about the USS Indianapolis is just it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're it a kid is. you don't appreciate it. 
So fun uh, fact for you guys, little fun fact, because I love Jaws as well. Um, can't remember the actor's name now off the top of my head, but he did that scene twice, and they spliced the footage together. Once he was absolutely blasted drunk because he was a chronic alcoholic. Um, and then the second time he, he felt bad because he's like, this is an important scene. So he did it again. And Spielberg liked both of them. So he spliced parts from each one into it. So you'll notice in some scenes his eyes are a bit redder. Classic. And those are when he's absolutely blasted. But yeah, he was, he was blackout drunk and couldn't remember if he did it good or not. And he felt bad. So he asked Spielberg for another chance. What a legend. Yeah, fun now, fact, yeah. um, you guys, are you um, are you in favor or are you against shark culling? So when there's an attack at a beach, oftentimes there are calls to do some shark culling, which is you know what New Zealanders call killing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm against. Uh, I think <laughs> that's a joke uh, about accents. Their habitat. Our American if, listeners. If if we want to go in there. Uh, we got to expect to be attacked. Just like if they came on the land and we killed them, they would have no right to uh, start culling us. I agree 100%. What do you think, Brett? Uh, unpopular opinion here, but um, not that I'm so much uh, uh, for it. It's more that I, I think there's something we need to pay attention to because if you leave shark populations unchecked, attacks are going to increase more and more and more and more and more. Um, That's just like say natural selection, Brad. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, like natural selection. But it's like uh, I saw something about this on the Joe Rogan Experience, the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, it's like bears in California. They put a ban on hunting them now, and now more people than ever get attacked by bears in California because, like, upstate California, because their populations are exploding out of control. That's a good thing. Californians being eaten by bears is a good thing. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm saying, but if any other state did it, you know, like Wyoming or fucking Montana or something like that, yeah. Oregon, you'd feel bad because these bear populations, they, yeah, but they, they eat would everything never, else Those states sight. would never ban hunting bears because they're not giant pussies. Yeah, but what I'm saying is if we just leave sharks completely unchecked and there becomes more and more of them, competition for food becomes stiffer people become food no, it's their water. I, don't, I don't think it's that um well i mean shark attacks are on the increase as well so it's their water because of more people but yeah anyway i i think I and more sharks more people more sharks i agree with lachlan on this i think yeah i'm not it saying would be a good idea like, to... i'm supporting culling i'm saying it's something that we should look yeah, at in the future you got I any japanese heritage brett <laughs> <laughs> japanese don't like killing sharks like killing whales fucking hell anything you never heard of shark fin soup yeah, it's not a That's Japanese Chinese thing. Like it's a like a Chinese, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he went there. I it's knew all he was going to before man. he said it. <laughs> um, no, so I think it would be a good idea to invest in uh, technology, you know, like shark nets or there are these things, I think, that they... Shark nets kill them as well, so it's like... Yeah. Yeah, okay. There are these things that vibrate in a certain way that scares off sharks and stuff like that. I think not you know, proven at all. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. I think if someone gets it's like if I, someone I gets eaten by a technology. shark, sorry, but you know, yeah. you knew the risks when you went in the oh, water. I, I also agree that if you're in the water, you know the risks. So you know, all right. I, I'm not for killing them. I'm just saying that it's something we should watch because there is going to be a correlation. All right, everybody, it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Morgan's movie review. Morgan. 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 Morgan's movie review. All right, plenty of movies to choose from this week. You got Jurassic Park, if that counts. You got The Grey. Definitely counts. Birds. The very sexy Piranha 3D. And the even (laughs) sexier sequel, Piranha 3 Double D. (laughs) 
<laughs> then you have movies that are not mainly about animal attacks, but feature an animal attack. Movies like The Edge, The Revenant, Apocalypto, Congo, oh, yeah. and There's Something About Mary. <laughs> <laughs> you have all your shark movies like Jaws, Jaws 2, Jaws 3D, Jaws The Revenge, Open Water, The Reef, Bait, The Meg, The Shallows, Sand Sharks, Swamp Shark, Deep Blue Sea, Dark Tide, 47 Meters Down, 12 Days of Terror, Red Water, Shark Zone, Shark Attack, Spring Break Shark Attack, Malibu Shark Attack, Jersey Shore Shark Attack, Shark in Venice, Shark Swarm, Shark Night, Raging Sharks, Ozark Sharks, Ghost Shark, Sharknado, Mega Shark vs. Giant Octopus, Mega Shark vs. Crocosaurus, Mega Shark vs. Mecha Shark, Jaws of Japan, otherwise known as Psycho Shark, Two-Headed Shark Attack, and of course, Three-Headed Shark Attack, just to name a few. You've got your snake movies, Snakes on a Plane, Snakes oh on a Train, Anaconda, Anacondas, Mega Python versus Gatoroid, but I'm getting Crocodilian this week and reviewing Lake Placid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent choice. Now, Lake Placid 1999 is a film about a giant crocodile who swims to Maine all the way from Asia. Now, I know what you're thinking. How the fuck did it get from Asia to the north of the east coast of America. Did it swim around the Horn of Africa and then come all the way up? Did it swim through the Suez Canal, chomping up some Egyptians and Greeks on its way through the Mediterranean? (laughs) Did it cross the frozen tundra up north? These questions are not answered in the film, but either way, (laughs) just like Donald Trump, the residents of this small town don't like illegal immigrants when they go around eating American citizens. (laughs) (laughs) The movie stars the ultra-spicy Bridget Fonda, who looks like a spicier and straighter version of Jodie Foster, and the absolute (laughs) dreamboat Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman's hair is amazing, and those luscious locks are on full display throughout this whole movie. That alone should be enough for any lady to go and watch this movie immediately. Now, this is a good movie, but some people may be turned off by the monster movie cliches. You've got that trope of only catching, catching mere glimpses of the beast, as it victimises its prey before the terrifying full reveal. There is the tiresome argument between those who know what the animal is and those who are in denial about it. There's the eccentric millionaire, the tough guy who wants to blow the thing up, and the sensitive one who wants to (laughs) capture it, not kill it. These things may bother you, but for me, why mess with a formula? Just let a spicy broad (laughs) fall in love with a dude with good hair and embrace the cliches. After all, they're cliches for a reason. They work. This movie is genuinely funny, and the crocodile jumps out of the water and decapitates a dude who's leaning over a boat. I mean, come on. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I haven't seen that movie for probably 20 years. I love that movie. It's very Uh, good, though. The one scene in that that fucks me up is the old lady feeding it like a whole cow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, And you're like, oh, this bitch has been making mega crocs. (laughs) That's Betty White as well. Huge reveal. Is it Betty White? Yeah, it's Betty it is White. fucking Betty White, isn't it? She's got a filthy mouth in this movie. She, there's, she has one yeah. line where she's like, if I had a dick, this is where I'd tell you to suck it. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a 10 out of 10. That's right classic Betty, Betty White. Swearing. Yeah, uh. when she went dirty. Um, but yeah, it, it's a movie that I watched a lot as a kid. Uh, it was one of the movies that was always on Fox Style for some reason, so I watched it plenty of times, and I haven't seen it for like 15 years, so I was like, I wonder if this is actually good or if I just remember it. But the opening scene is a guy who's scuba diving 
and he gets attacked. So he swims back yeah. towards the boat, and the guy's trying to pull him out of the boat, but he can't pull him out of the boat. And then he does pull him into the boat, but it's only his top half. Oh, yep. So he's yeah, brutal. <laughs> from the waist down, he's been. Uh, it, so, yeah, um, good movie, good start to a movie. But uh, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, all right, Brad, do you want to do your power rankings? Yeah, okay. I'll uh, I'll uh, launch right into it then. Will I? Uh, I'll just make up my theme song. Brad Power Rankings! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, not quite as high tech as yours, but Very nice. uh, fuck you guys. Um, all right, so five this week. I'm going with five again. Uh, I was I was thinking about doing shark movies uh, to keep it in there. I oh, you mean shark for- movies like Jaws? Jaws 2, Jaws no, 3D, shut Jaws of Revenge, <laughs> Open Water, The <laughs> Reef, good. Bait, The Meg, um, The Shallows, Sandshark. My, I finally landed on Top 5 Shark Species. Ah. Right. Which, um, I mean, you covered a little bit in your thing, because I thought you were specifically going to be talking about Great Whites, which you did the you know the lion's share of. Um, but, the Great White uh, Share. Yeah, Top 5 Shark Species. Um, and I'll start, I'll do in an ascending order. So, <laughs> 5 to 1, boys. So, 5 is the worst. Is Five is the worst of the best. The worst uh, of hang on, <coughs> the worst of the best. Yeah, so, so top one five. is the best of the best. Yes, yeah, so and five is the worst. And you're starting at so five and going to one because so that's five the is still order. good. Yeah, but not as good as, as one. Okay, does that make sense? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, number five. The tiger shark, the humble tiger shark, nature's uh, garbage can. These things will eat anything, <laughs> uh, including people. Uh, <laughs> uh, it comes in at five. Uh, largest males measure about four meters, so you know nothing to scoff at. Um, they have uh, they, they they get to about a ton when they're the largest, uh, and their teeth are fucked up. They're all in like different angles and super serrated. They are a fearsome sight, uh, and they also have cool patterns and. They hang out in tropical waters where most other sharks don't, so they make them um, kind of kind of dangerous. And yeah, cool, cool shark. Uh, number four, the great hammerhead. Now, this 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 guy makes a list purely on his looks alone. These things nice. get fucking massive. Uh, give me the exact stats. Sorry, give me two seconds. They uh, get to up to three point five meters long and can weigh over. I don't know. Sorry, four point four meters long. And I've seen some videos of these guys being pulled out of the water, and they are deceptively large. And with that hammerhead, oh, they're just a disgusting-looking thing. Don't usually attack people, so they're not actually that dangerous, but they are super fucking cool. Uh, yeah. Number three, the short fin Mako. Now, the short fin Mako makes it on this list for speed alone. Insanely fast. When you're, you know, your main source of food is marlin, sailfish, uh, spearfish. Fast fish. Like those things. They are fast fish. They are sport fish. They hammer. A lot of people don't realize how fast these this short fin mako is. Clocks out at about 96.5 kilometers an hour. Oh, Jesus. They oh. hammer. Now, they don't attack people, uh, though they people have been injured by them when they're, because uh, they're a game fish as well, like a game shark. Uh, people have been injured by them pulling them into the boat because they also sometimes launch. Um uh, so yeah, they're, they're mostly not that dangerous. They won't attack you if you're in the water, but fuck, they move. And I would never want to be in the ocean with one of these things when it just sails past at like, you know, 80 k's an hour, just a leisurely stroll. Like, <laughs> that'd fuck me up, like, emotionally. 
Uh, number two is the bull shark. And the bull shark feels like the runner, runner up on this list. Um, for being the only shark that can go freshwater and just traumatize me, I won't go through near rivers or fucking oceans. <laughs> Purely because these things, fuck it, they're everywhere. And I went to went to a theme park when I was younger, uh, one of Australia's big theme parks up in up in up in the Gold Coast, and Say they what? just had a random pond with a bull shark in it. And they're like, "Hey, look, it's our resident bull shark." And oh. I'm like, "You motherfuckers!" <laughs> I don't know if it's still there. But that fucked me up because it was not a big pond and it, you could see its fin cruising in the water. Mm. And it was a big fucking shark. And it was just cruising around this tiny pond. I'm like, you bastards. <laughs> you fucking assholes. Now, anywhere I, I... They could be fucking anywhere. And they've been found like hundreds of kilometers upstream. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> and number one, obviously, goes to the big grand Macadaddy, the great white, uh, white pointer, whatever you want to call it. These things are fucking huge. Deep blue. Anyone, everyone must have heard about this recently. Largest specimen they've ever caught on film was over 20 feet and over 2.2 tons. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That is uh, fucking huge. If you haven't looked at haven't seen it, look up Deep Blue. It's the name of this female that they've spotted on camera a couple of times now. And this thing is fucking massive. Like, there's video of it. I think it was for, um, like, you know, Discovery Channel or something. And they... It just cruised up to them one day, and now they've seen it a couple of times. I think they've tagged it. It is fucking huge. It was last spotted off the coast of Hawaii. Have fun with that, boys. Aloha. <laughs> so the guy, the guy that tagged it, how does he stay afloat with such massive testicles? <laughs> <laughs> they're buoyant. Just, they? Yeah, they're ah, buoyant. Okay. Buoyant That's how he stays afloat. He, right. he hangs upside down in the water. <laughs> It's like a fucking sea boy. How do you sell that job? Oh, so we found the uh, largest recorded ever great white shark. Um, they kill people all the time. You want to you wanna just put a tag on it so we can track it? And, um, you know, it's, it's pretty cool to look at, you know. Anyone who swims around great white sharks without a cage also deserves to die. Like, <laughs> but don't tempt them and give them a taste for man flesh, you <laughs> asshole. They get the taste for blood. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right, that was uh, anyway, that's a that's a power ranking there, boys. That was a good one, Brad. Right, that was uh, the uh, most competent so far. That's fair. oh, was it? Yeah, I think maybe yeah. Except you said ascending when you're going from five to one. Yeah, but... I meant descending. <laughs> well, it's ascending in the rankings, I guess. It's kind yeah. of a, just don't use the word ascending. I think it's really a good uh, thing. It's a gray area. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's ascending up the ranks, but it's also yeah. descending in numbers. So. In, in numbers, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we've got two more things to talk about. This one should be pretty quick. Have you guys any? Ha- have you guys personally had any close encounters with any deadly animals? Welcome. Um, My grandmother and I got attacked by a goose on a golf, golf course one time. <laughs> Geese are nasty motherfuckers. <laughs> Do not run off the goose. <laughs> You're a goose like You fucking pussy. The goose will fuck you up. I would kick that cut so hard. The in goose the will fucking find your family. Oh, do oh, not don't even, do I not wait, underestimate I pray the for goose. The day that a goose or a swan or a duck tries to attack, I'm gonna kick it into the next fucking century. <laughs> and people are gonna be oh not the pearl little I'm gonna fucking kick it a second time. <laughs> oh man, I can't I actually see people getting chased by those things, I'm like I would punt that thing so fucking All right, hard. So, Brad, apart from Gase, have you had any encounters with deadly animals? Uh, no. Not that I can... I remember once there was a... 
down at uh, a beach near us, there was a giant fucking stingray. Like, this thing was fucking huge. It was probably when I was, like, 13, maybe. And, like, people were like, oh, there's this giant stingray. you got to see it. So, people were, like, spreading it around. And going, and I drove down there with my, uh, with my mum, and we looked at, and this fucking thing was like twice my height in diameter, but I don't think it's particularly deadly. It was pretty cool there. Wow. Yeah. Killed Steve Owen. <laughs> Ripping pieces. <laughs> Not this particular one. But, How do you know? Uh, cause he got killed by a real small one, like a little bitch thing, right? Let's get some, Just come up and chat fucking Steve shanked Owen. him. Um, yeah. so I, I grew up on uh, a bit of a bit of land. We had like a small farmish thing, I guess. Mm, mm. But uh, we had chickens, and a snake was once hanging around the chicken shed. Mm, yeah. Brown snake, and uh, oh, I chopped its head off. Very deadly. Pick. Wait, you chopped Lachlan, its head? I think off. you saw it. Yeah, I chopped its head. Lachlan, I think I showed it to you because it was the day. Yeah. It was the day of the night we were going to see the hives at the forum in Melbourne. Yes, and I remember. You came to pick me up. I think I was 18, 19 years old. And uh, I was like, I got something to show you. And I pulled up this board and under it was a decapitated snake because I yeah. chopped his head off with a pick. Scared the shit with out of pick. me because I uh, did not notice the decapitation at first. Oh, really? Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How do you go about doing that? Don't those things fucking move? Well. <clears throat> snuck up on it. <laughs> my ma- I heard my mom freak out. Like, I was inside. I think I was playing games upstairs or something like that. And I heard mum screaming. So, I went downstairs and she was like, there's a snake. I was like, really? She was like, yeah, there's a snake. And I was like, oh, okay. So, I put on some, like, big boots and I, like, um, went down there with her. And she pointed it out. And I thought it might have, like, slithered off or something. But it was, like, curled up in a... It was just curled up. And I was like, oh, shit. And then... I was like, what should I do? And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, all right, I'm going to kill it. So I went and grabbed a, a pick that we had and um, I went back there. And then for some reason, I thought it was a good time to make a joke. And I said, okay, I'm not going to kill it. I'm going to pick it up by the tail and I'm going to put it in the back paddock. And mum was like, don't you do it. She started freaking out. And then, um, yeah, I just, I picked up, like I lifted the pick above my shoulder and my heart just started racing, and I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Chop. And I hit it, and I got its head clean off in one foul swoop. And nice. what, was your, kept, what was your plan if you didn't fucking hit it? Run. Properly. Um, I was a pretty good runner back then. Yeah, um, but like... So... <laughs> it's got like a seven-foot fucking reach or something. Like these things yeah, are not... Anyway, its, its mouth was still opening and closing like this for like a minute after it died. Just oh, you should have you should have <laughs> saved its head and like put it on a necklace or something. Yeah, I should. <laughs> that was pretty cool. But, did you, you know, what did you do with the body? Um, I can't remember. I don't know. Maybe because the, the venom in them is still fatal. Probably right? threw it, it in the panic or a paddock or something. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I think I just showed. You're it supposed to if you ever kill a snake. You're supposed to bury the head at least. Because yeah. like if someone comes up and touches the fangs, like it's still potent. Yeah. Well, that's probably up. that's probably on the person who touches the fangs. Let's be honest. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or what if an animal eats it? Is what I'm. Ah, fuck him. Alright. Anyway, yeah, that's fucked up. Um. Any other? Any other ones? No, but I just wanted to point out that you know we live we live in Australia, and you know there's this whole idea around the world. It's kind of a meme that you know every animal in Australia is trying to kill you and stuff like that. You know that we've got some of the most deadly animals and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, we do. We, we do, are here to we, confirm that's true. We also don't really have... Um, 
hurricanes or earthquakes (laughs) and stuff like that. And I just think, like, you know, I did have an encounter with a brown snake, which is one of the deadliest snakes in the world. But apart from that, like, I, you know, I don't really think... I think people overplay how dangerous the animals are. Although I don't live in Darwin or, you know, far north Queensland where you go to swim at the beach and you just get snapped up by a croc. But, um... Well, I mean, I refuse to get in the water in general just because of what's there. Yeah, you won't even get in fresh water because of bull sharks. Yeah. So. Bull sharks, great whites, box jellyfish, irukandji, uh, sea snails. Blue ring octopus. Blue ring octopus. Like, I just fucking stay away from the ocean. Yeah. yeah. That's just me. Stay indoors. People who are just cruising around there, like, irukandji, I don't know if you know what they are, but they're like one centimeter, their body is like one centimeter high. And then they've got these, like, almost invisible tentacles. But if you get stung by one, they'll fucking kill you. Okay, yeah. so, um, all right, that was good. Now, we've got one last thing to talk about, and it's going to be a debate. <laughs> ding, ding. So, we're going to talk about pit bulls. These are uh, dogs, of course. And are they misunderstood angels or bloodthirsty monsters? So, taking the uh, <laughs> monster side will be Brad, and taking the Why angel side, the side will be Lachlan. And do you have, a, do you have someone who can help us, Lachlan? I do. I'm bringing in a ringer. All right. So, we we are we are being joined by a very special guest tonight, someone who is an expert in this field as a second-generation dog breeder, and she just so happens to be married to Lachlan. Uh, so, we've got Ashley, Ashley talking to us tonight. Hello, Ash. Hello, gents and Brad. <laughs> <laughs> thanks She's for not coming. pulling any punches. Thanks for coming on the podcast, oh, wow. and thanks for coming on the podcast. And we should probably mention while you're here that uh, you did come up with the title for this podcast. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, thank you very and much. And that. that should give everybody an indication of the sort of conversation we're about to have now. There is not really much love lost between Ash and Brad. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's so mean. We're great friends. Sure. All right, we so are. <laughs> before. Before you came, Ash, Brad was just telling us all about how pit bulls are terrifying and they eat babies all the time and they should be totally illegal. So, what do you say to that? (laughs) I think he's an idiot. (laughs) I never said that. You've said it in the past. No, I haven't. You are on record as saying pit bulls eat babies. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I do recall conversations we've had where Brad has picked on pit bulls before. I right, don't so Ash, can you tell us that. the difference between uh, pit bulls and the dogs that you've got, which are Staffordshire Terriers, I think? Close, close, yeah. So I guess the major difference is size, obviously, other than breed. Um, the, the the major difference, I guess, is um, pit bulls have more of a negative connotation in the world compared to Staffies, um, but all bully breeds in general are pretty frowned upon, to be honest. Um, in America, I believe owning pit bulls is actually banned. Um, and a lot of other countries have followed suit with that as well, which I find very disappointing. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're not bad dogs. I think they're, they've fallen into the wrong people. So some of the, some of these dogs are bred for dog fighting, unfortunately. That's true, right? Well, I wouldn't say bred for dog fighting. They were bred for other purposes, but unfortunately, uh, these particular breeds have found their way into the media for dog fighting. Um, they're, I guess, easily riled up. Uh, therefore, fighting is probably something that does come a little bit more naturally to them. Right. And I think yeah. the most terrifying thing about these breeds is that they have a locking jaw. Is that correct? So, if they latch onto something, it's just not let it go. Pretty much, yeah. 
Right, so uh, you've been around <laughs> these dogs a lot, Ash. Obviously, you've been around Staffies all your life. Um, how many times have they killed you? <laughs> <laughs> well, considering I'm here talking to you guys now, I'd like to say zero. <laughs> have you ever had any uh, attacks or anything? No, not from them. Never. Uh, what have they attacked any animals in front of you or anything like that? Any other? Animals? Nope. Nope. Dogs play fight, play fight a lot. You know, you get two dogs together, regardless of their species, regardless of their breed. Sorry, they're gonna uh, be biting each other and play fighting and stuff like that. Do they ever draw blood? Do they ever like injure each other when they're fi- when they're playing? Oh, all the time. <laughs> I mean, like, dogs that play injured? together that don't draw blood—it's probably unheard of, to be quite honest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there you go. Now, Ash, when I was growing up, I had a Jack Russell. <laughs> Um, not, not the world's scariest dog, but, um, one time my little Jack Russell, her name was Pat, she had a, um, sore leg and I didn't know that she had a sore leg and I went to, um, pat her and I accidentally like touched the leg that was sore and she flipped out and she turned around and bit me on the arm because she was like, you know, stressed out, obviously. Now she's a little tiny dog, so... She, she broke the skin, there's a little bit of blood, it hurt a little bit, but it wasn't too bad. Now, that's just a tiny little dog. What if you accidentally piss off a pitbull or a staffy, and when it turns around and flips out at you, it can actually really fuck you up? Is that a problem? Is that a, is that a, um, a, a, a worry? Look, I believe <laughs> all dogs have warning signs. So, I mean, in your instance there, Morgan, that was Patch telling you to get the heck away from her um, because obviously what you did hurt her. I think any dog that is under threat via human is either going to growl, bare teeth, nip um, before it actually does any serious damage. So I think, you know, in the case of of what we hear in the media with these dogs actually mauling or attacking um, young children, the answer that I want from them is what did the child do to the dog for the dog to attack the child, which is what Mm. you never hear. Yeah. Right. So So it'd be victim blaming. So do you think when... when Do you think when Patch had a, a little bite at me that that was a nip, it was more like a fuck off, leave me alone, as opposed to I'm gonna, I'm trying to hurt you? 100%, yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, it didn't hurt too bad, so that, that checks out. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm now, glad to live to tell the tale. <laughs> you, you said that sometimes the, uh, the toddler might do something to provoke the dog. Are you in favour of dogs eating toddlers when they piss them off? Is that what you're saying, Ash? (laughs) Look, that's not what I'm trying to condone here. Um, I think that you need to teach kids um, that there are certain circumstances where they can't interact with a dog. So when they're eating, for instance, um, or, you know, if if they go up to the dog and pull their tail, I mean, if we had tails and somebody pulled them, I'm sure we're going to turn around and tell that person to fuck right off. Um, So you would expect the dog to do a similar thing. Um, so I wouldn't say I condone the dogs to, you know, maul or attack children. Um, I believe it's all about balance. So you need to obviously teach the dog about the child, um, but you also in turn need to teach the child about the dog. Do you think- Also it- probably watch them as well might be a good idea. Definitely. Mm. Especially with an unfamiliar dog. If, if it's a family dog and you've had it forever and the kid's grown up with it, maybe you trust it. But, you know, if you've got a new dog or you're at someone's house, I'd definitely be all over that kid. Oh, I trust my two dogs wholeheartedly, but I would never leave Harrison alone with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, is there a, is there an age or a size of a uh, child 
that you shouldn't leave the kid alone with the dog for any reason because kids just can't be held responsible for their actions when they're that young and they don't know what's going on. So what age would you say is appropriate to start um, leaving a kid alone with a dog? I would say an age that you're comfortable to leave them home alone. Oh, interesting. So you're, oh, oh, good. Oh, interesting. Yeah, if good you're comfortable answer. to leave them at, at home in your house unattended, um, then I believe that that should be an indication that you trust them to then in turn be able to look after a dog as well. Um, in saying that, obviously, if you did have any sort of issues about the dog being a little bit grumpy towards the children, then you would separate them. But All right, so for me it would have been when I was like six. <laughs> Look, everyone's circumstances are different. I don't think I'd be leaving my child at home at six. You're trying to say just... Cassie's a shit mum? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> very diplomatic way of Look. saying that Brad grew up uh, destitute. Well, explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obviously kidding, mum. Don't don't beat me. We love you, Kathy. <laughs> now, um, Ash, here's something else I was going to ask. Like, uh, I <clears throat> I do a bit of uh, shopping at my uh, local Woolworths. Uh, in my part of Melbourne and uh, there's a big car park there and um, there's a dog hanging out in the back of a ute, right? And it's just, I don't know, a regular sort of dog. And there was a lady who was walking through the car park with a, um, looked like a pit bull, might have been a staffy or something, and it was on a lead and the dog in the ute and the staffy, they just locked eyes and they just wanted to fuck each other up. So they were <laughs> barking at each other and going nuts or whatever. And this, like... Safi, Pitbull, whatever, started dragging the woman towards the ute because she was not physically capable of controlling her dog. Like, she couldn't hold it back. Mm-hmm. So, if you think there are, you know, if if you can't control a dog that is potentially dangerous like that, then you shouldn't be walking around with it in public. Look, I think if you can't control the dog, then you probably shouldn't have the dog, to be 100% honest. Um, yeah. Look, I know sometimes people tend to buy dogs that are too big for them or, you know, they usually grow too big. if they're in a, in a relationship, <laughs> the, the husband the or partner of their boyfriend usually walks it. But, you know, I guess if you are willing to take that dog into public, then you need to have 100% control over that dog at any given time. Yeah, because I've seen a lot of episodes of Judge Judy and whenever there's a dog attacking another dog, Judge Judy's always like, you can't control that dog. You shouldn't have had. You shouldn't have been taking that dog in public because the dog is like, yeah, the dog was on a lead. But you know, what's the point of having a dog on a lead if you can't actually control it when it's on the lead? You can't hold it back. Mm. So, um, yeah. Also, I feel like you should socialize your dog when it's young so that you don't have these situations. Like, it's all part of proper training a dog, right? Yeah, but even still, like, dogs are like people. Not all people like every other person they're going to meet. So not all dogs like Yeah, but like I don't see someone dog. walking across a car park and being like, I'm going to fucking kick your face in, car. I've seen that before. Well, yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah. was going to say, I think I've seen that too. We went to an all-boys high school, Brad. We've seen that. <laughs> so, Brad, are you, you're, you're being very agreeable here. Have you come around? Have you changed your mind about no, uh, people? I never said that people were bloodthirsty monsters. You, Ow, you have literally said those words. <laughs> No, 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 no. Yeah, well, just then, but out of context. <laughs> what I'm saying is, <laughs> yeah, my our disagreement was with you guys and your dogs not having a fence and scaring an old guy with his little dog. That was it. It's just like Ash was just saying. All I said is all dogs should be fenced in. It's like okay? Ash was just your saying. Your dogs are adorable and it's they're the super friendly. It's the people who own the dog, Brad. 
the people who own the dog. They train yeah. them. They train them properly. True or false? The dogs you had no attack. fence on your for your dogs, right? That is true. A fence was not. And needed. they used to scare an old man who used to walk past. Never their bark got was worse near than him. their bite. Yeah, but you they scared him, right? They never you, got near. You him. took delight in them scaring this old man, and I said that's <laughs> not very good. It's got nothing to and do with the dogs. And all of a sudden, I'm some sort of animal for saying that your dog should have been fenced in. Brad, you had free range dogs. Brad. Brad, yes. listen, listen. <laughs> but your dogs are adorable, on Brad. the record. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't argue with it. Your dogs are super nice, but they should be fenced in. I'm just going back to that free-range dogs comment, and I'm thinking about free-range chooks, and yeah, I think yeah. chickens do more damage than dogs. Probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should I... have your chickens fenced in. Chooks are aggressive. <laughs> Especially Morgan's chickens, because... His parents' chickens are fucking cannibal chickens that they feed meat to, and it just fucking terrifies me what, what's going to happen. They're going to mutate and become, like, fucking, like, little cassowaries or something. Turns like, them fucking into start killing people. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were just talking about um, a event before with a snake and some chickens on uh, the, where I grew up, but I did grow up with a lot of chickens, and if you ever left the house door open, the chickens would be like, oh, what's inside this house? <laughs> to do shit everywhere. And we had carpet, so... Yeah, chickens do a lot of damage. They're they're monsters. I and they mess eating. your garden up. I've, like, I've really? Zero, I have zero pangs of guilt when I'm eating chicken nuggets. Like, <laughs> a little bit when I'm eating bacon, it's too delicious, but pigs are very smart animals, and I'm just like, oh, sh- but pigs are fucking worse than shit. If they were so animals. smart, they wouldn't taste so good. <laughs> If pigs like eat farmers who like fall over and hurt themselves and shit, they just come along and just eat them. Alright, so Ash, last uh last question for you. Do you think it is appropriate for someone to have to pass some test or get some license before they are allowed to own a uh pit bull or a staffy? Oh, that is a very interesting question. Um uh, look, I think that it, people should be given the benefit of the doubt. I mean, if genuinely good citizens had to jump through hoops just to own a dog, whether it be a Jack Russell or whether it be a Staffy or a, a bully-breeded dog, um, you know, I think that's a little bit unfair. But I also think that, you know, people who are caught up in these dog fighting rings and whatever else might be going on, um, they are fine, slapped on the wrist, they're let to walk free and they can go and get another dog. So I yeah. think that it just needs to be stricter penalties for people who are doing the wrong things with animals. Yeah, I think anyone involved that, in dog fighting, like you know, cockfighting, we're like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that, but who really cares? But dog fighting, <laughs> that's not cool. We don't like that at all. Now there was a famous footballer in America, an NFL player, who went to prison for leading a dog fighting ring while he was also a superstar uh, player. His name was Michael Vick. Yeah. And then he got out of prison and he started playing in the NFL again. Now, someone's involved in dogfighting. I don't want to know anything about him. Might as well be molesting kids for all I care. I don't listen to Michael <laughs> Jackson anymore. And I don't like Michael Vick. So, yeah, dogfighting is just not cool at And all. you were Michael Vick's biggest fan before that, weren't you? Oh, big time. <laughs> he actually was. He actually was pretty who, cool. Who does he, who does he play for? Uh, he plays for the, I don't know if he still does, but he played for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think he's one of the I few. I was just testing you, mate. Yeah, yeah, I think he went back to the Eagles as well. Yeah, I think he's one of the few mm. black quarterbacks, so he was kind of like a really big deal for a while. And then, um, 
Yeah, it does it was really good as well. Surprise me that uh, Dogfighter came out of Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, funny that he came up in conversation because I was on Facebook um, just before, and actually, something from a few years ago when he was all caught up in this drama popped up, and I was reading it, and I was like, "That just makes me so sick that somebody yeah. could do something like that to you know an animal." Um, and you it's, know, it's traditionally like a low socioeconomic thing. Yeah, for somebody you of wouldn't that think stature, of a, yeah, multi-millionaire to be running well, a dog fighting. Uh, you know, we could do an entire podcast episode about people in the NFL who come from the hood and then get a shitload of money and do some fucking crazy shit with that money. Yeah. Like, there are, you know, our, our friend Nara has told me so many crazy stories about that. But the NFL is also very loose with its morals. They're letting Michael Vick yeah. come back to the NFL. They let Ray Rice, who just beat his girlfriend oh. unconscious. Like, yeah. it's... They're, you know, not, they let not Colin cool. Kaepernick kneel for the uh, national anthem. It's disgusting. <laughs> non violent, but definitely as bad. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. So, uh, yeah, well, thanks for some uh, shedding some light on this for us, Ash. You know, we usually yeah, don't some quality insight. discuss things in a serious way on this show, but it's good to have someone who actually knows what they're talking about instead of Brad and I making jokes about pit bulls in daycare centers and stuff like that, having you come on the show <laughs> and actually tell us what the real thing is. is um, it's, it's very nice. So thanks for doing that, Ash. Really appreciate that. No worries. Thank you. All right, that's good, Brad. You weren't as, um, you weren't as anti-pit bull as I was hoping there. I felt a little bit alone in my... It's all about the owner, not the dog. Yeah, true. I, I, I the feel breed's like just efficient at would, fucking things up. I would be a bit of a hypocrite if I said that you should be able to own guns, but you should not be able to own a pit bull. So, yeah. Um, yeah. No, she had, a, she had an excellent opinion there. Benefit of the doubt, harder on offenders. Oh, yeah. Anyone involved in dogfighting is just yeah. that garbage human and uh, should be um, made to fight each other in a coliseum until the death. That's what I think. Punishment <laughs> fits the crime. Uh, that would be sick. Um, yeah, I'd pay to watch it. So, that was a really fun episode. Um, we didn't even talk about bears. Bears are fucking terrifying. And we didn't even touch on bears. That's how good That's how good the discussion was in this episode. We've learned some things about different animals and uh, some terrifying things about octopodes. And uh, we're all the wiser for it. So, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs> subscribe to us on itunes uh, leave us a review if you can and would like to that really helps us out you can follow us on facebook and twitter and uh share this episode with a friend who like us is absolutely terrified of everything that nature can throw at us <laughs>